shirt is out. Can y'all really feel me? Peachy's in the house, says she's always on a milli. Out west, he's the king of the bay. Fatino's all gritty, yeah, that boy don't play. Hold up. From the bay to the streets, Breezy represents the east, so we call him the beast. Together they form a powerful being like Voltron. Don't miss a single episode, turn your bells on. Nitty green, it's the lightest talk. Glowing like a better table wall. Nitty green, it's the lightest talk. We outline players up and show. Nitty green, it's the lightest talk. Don't like it, better take a walk. Nitty gritty, this the line is tall. Line is tall, nitty gritty, this the line is tall. Everybody, it's your favorite hostess is with the most this is it's your boy breezy and the one and only peachy b what's going on peachy what's up what's up what's up not much man today is is today monday today's a manic monday oh my gosh i think right today's monday tuesday what is today today's monday yeah today a manic monday for you peachy no i actually had a really good monday that's what I'm talking yes, about. Today was I not did. a manic Monday. No. For me, it wasn't a manic Monday. And that's good. When we both don't have manic Mondays, that means you're going to get a, a pretty, really good, decent, nitty-gritty Niner show. But we're going to get gritty, I promise, because we got a lot of things we want to get to. But now, Peachy, I'm feeling energetic. And yes, I had one of our sponsored drinks by the one and only Ray's Energy Drinks. Guys, listen, I'm telling you, the flavors are popping and I still haven't tried the sour gummy worms. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go over to the website, which is www.repsports.com. And yes, I'm using my own code so I can get a discount, Peachy. That's what I'm doing. I like to save money too, just like everybody else. All right, so go ahead and I'm going to try and order a whole case of the sour gummies because it just looks yummy. You know what I'm saying? In my tummy. Yeah, I had to use all the ummy words. <laughs> right? So make sure you guys go ahead and do that. Shout out to Ray's Energy Drugs. <laughs> and I can't wait to share with you, Peachy, some of the emails that I received today. We have some sponsors. Football season is around the corner. All right? Guys, thank y'all so much for tuning in to another episode of Nitty Gritty Niners. This is a Monday. I don't know how I forgot that today was Monday. I think I got stuck in the cave playing Madden, and I just totally forgot. <laughs> it was PG. I'm sorry. This is uh, our Monday. This is the day we do our show. Yes. Oh, man. What a day. Uh, thank y'all for those that tuned in last night to the uh, mm-hmm. Fantasy Draft show. Uh, it was an amazing show. Shout out to all the members that are of the Fantasy <laughs> Nitty Gritty Niners fantasy football draft team peachy i got a c minus man like what the blood what the what the heck you know man. what did you get i got a c and it didn't just make me mad because i got a c okay i kind of expected it but yahoo man they're rough like they send you a bible on on why just... they gave me that grade and made me feel like this big <laughs> If you felt that big, and I felt, you, how big did you feel again? Show it, show it. Like this big. You were that big? So let me try to get mine a little bit less than yours. <laughs> it was just like, oh man, insane. I'm not yeah. saying you're going to have a sucky season at like three and right. 15, but I'm saying you're going to have a sucky season at three and 15. All right. And so I'm just like, dang, man, I can't go three and 15. We're not even playing 18 weeks of football. Like know, it was it bad. Made, it was bad. It, it made, it made me feel like I needed to put my own self on punishment. Like yeah. that I needed to, to just 
punish myself. That's how bad the report was that they said about my team. But so I read everybody's sorry. grades, right? And I'm trying to figure out how I got a C minus. There, there was one team that drafted like Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. good pass catchers, and had like a D plus. Not gonna say that person's name. I'm just like, what in the world? So if I'm not mistaken, because it's a PPR league, they graded off of points. Mm-hmm. Like who's going to score the highest in points total, opposed to like, you know, players and, and things like that. And so I think that's why the grades were so low. But shout out, there was an A. There were a few, there was a bunch of Bs. All right. And so shout out to everybody one more time. Thank y'all so much. Yeah, we appreciate it. All right. So, uh, so Debbie, not Miss Top Hat Debbie, but our other Debbie. All right. We call her Little Debbie. We can, we can do that. I hope she don't mind. Uh, thank you so much for the contribution. All ready to kick off the show. Uh, so let's go. Love you guys. We love you even love you the more. All right. And, you know, our, our good friend Melissa is already giving you your official birthday week. Shout out. Thank you. Peachy. Her birthday is this Saturday, y'all, the 21st. You can send all the gifts to me so that I can pre-screen them. That way, if there's something that I like, I'll just keep it here. Um, and, and then I'll ship the rest out to her. <laughs> That's how, I, I got to make sure there's no bombs in it for you, Peachy, though. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, no? so Breezy, I'm I'm looking in the chat and I'm seeing someone who I've not seen in a long, long time. Well, my bitch, you you got the control. Welcome there. back, symmetry. Oh, I don't got the. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Dang, no, nah, I'm just playing, man. I know you're doing your thing. You enjoying life, mm-hmm. my brother, and I appreciate you. Yes. But welcome back yes. to the stream, back, man. Symmetry. It's good to have you back. We all need breaks. You know what I mean? We all mm-hmm. need breaks. Uh, we definitely all need breaks. Uh, yeah. So I was excited. You know what made me most excited about this past weekend, PG? What? Our friend, like, okay, first of all, I, this might get a little sentimental, so don't be mad if I choke up. I will say this. I am so happy and so appreciative of all the people that I've met and being a 49er fan Living in this little state of Connecticut, and we have our chapter. We have a couple of chapters here. All right. It's a small state, Peachy. So it's like um, I rock out with them. But then I start I started to venture off. And once I joined the NBN Niner crew, um, the the fan base, it just it just opened up to me and it, it received me. And I am just so excited that I've been received in the way that I have. And I'm so excited to see all my friends and family which I consider everybody family now, um, out there having a good time, enjoying life, giving the middle finger to COVID. They were at the game. I was jealous, but I was happy at the same time, <laughs> Peachy, because like everybody that we know was there except for us two. And right, exactly. we're, we're two of the most diehard 49er fans you're ever going to find on the face of the planet. But we just couldn't <laughs> be there. But I was so happy to see our brother Dion there, our brother mm-hmm. Silverado Kev there, yeah. all the other people that we, we love. Um, uh, Miss Debbie was there. And if I don't mention your name on the show, please, I apologize. But I was really happy to see you guys at the game having a good time and keeping it almost as classy as you possibly can. There were some people that I don't know who got mm-hmm. into a fight. Did you see the video of the fight? I did. What the? What I is going on, that. guys? Wait, what, why are we fighting? Huh? Crazy. You know, I just looked at it as it's 
it's been a while since, you know, you've had the crowds and you've had the people out there and things like that. And, you know, I think people just get so riled up and liquored up and <laughs> all that stuff. And that's what that's what happens. Do you think they should Definitely. stop serving alcohol at, at these venues now? I do. Yeah. But I've been that way. Like, I, I, I don't I, really do. I don't drink at the venues, Peachy. Right. I need to be yeah. well aware of my surroundings. Absolutely. You know, so when, when we're at that Philly game, uh, the only oh, thing yeah. I'm drinking is the $17 bottle of water. They're probably right. going to charge $17 <laughs> for a bottle of Dasani. You know what I'm saying? But that's all I'm going to drink. I, I won't drink at, uh, at games, at venues. I don't drink at concerts. There's mm-hmm. too many people. Mm-hmm. I'm not claustrophobic, but I do get a little weird. Cause I feel like I can. T- I feel like I'm Goku out there, so I'm gonna try to take on the world, knowing that I can't. But I just want to avoid as much, you know, stuff yeah, that right. I can. You know what I'm saying? Happy birthday to all the August babies, Leo! Right? That's that's the month of the yes. August babies. All right. So happy birthday to all the August babies out there, and shout out to everybody that's celebrating a birthday for the month of August. You know what, PG? Let's take a pause and let the song sing itself. Okay. I don't want to get flagged, so we're going to fade it out like after one second, all right? <laughs> <laughs> but definitely happy birthday to all of our family out there, man. You know, it's cool. I see uh, my cousin is also an August baby. My cousin, Marcus Green, who lives out in Vegas, uh, Taryn. So maybe you guys can hit up. He's like the president of the MGM something. Dude graduated from college, started working for the casinos and never came back. That's what I'm talking. That's how you do life. Uh, but he's he's out there in Vegas uh, living the dream, and he's a freaking New York Giant fan. I tell you, we I don't know how we grew up cousins. I can't figure it out to save this day. I don't know how <laughs> we grew up cousins. I'm a 49er fan. He's a Giant fan, and I don't remember the Giants ever winning as as I was growing up. And he's I think he's about six years younger than me, so I don't remember them right. during his growing up. Oh, right. no, you know what? They beat the Bills, didn't they? Um, in the nineties, didn't the Giants? You know what? I think that they did once. Who got who were the who guys who were the teams that beat the Bills? The Bills lost four times in a row, right? It was the Giants, the Redskins, the Cowboys, yeah. and the I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll figure it out. All right, guys, there's a lot of stuff going on in 49ers world. Uh, we do have a special guest who's going to be on the show. He's going to join us very shortly. But before we do, we just want to kick off some of the things that's going. You know what? Let's bring the let's bring the guest on right now. All right. All the way from the state. <laughs> Garden State. Oh, snap. I know the nickname. That means I paid attention in, in middle school. The Garden State. My man, the one and only, we're not even going to give him the title because he's the official GM of the 49er fan base. He's like the he's like the president GM of operations for the whole 49er fan base. This dude must get so many text messages and emails, it ain't even funny. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, give a round of applause for the one and only NJ Niner fan, my man, Mr. Tony Great. What's going on, baby? What's up? What's up, guys? How we doing? And no, oh, I'm man. not perfect. There's other people out there that are GMs too. I we don't care about you, Tony. That's 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 that, that, that they don't matter. 
You yeah. man. You're you're the one to us. You're 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 all there is. So. Guys, listen. <laughs> oh, if, if y'all don't agree with me, then all of y'all can leave the show and come back at some other time. <laughs> Tony is the guy. He is my Bible when it comes to football. He is my reasoning when it comes to football. So whenever I say something, Tony be like, "Well, breezy," and then I'll be like, "You know what, Tony? You're right. I'm sorry." <laughs> 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 but Tony, welcome to the show, man. It's good to have you back on, man. How you doing? Good. Hey, how are you? Hey, baby girl. Let's say hi. Say hi. hi. It's just you and Daddy this week, huh? Yeah, yeah. just my little girl this week. Um, she actually turned seven on the eighth of August. Happy so, birthday! Hold on. hold on, we got we got some music. We got some music. She can't hear it because Tony got the headphones in his ear, so he hogging all the music. But happy birthday. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you very much. Yes, yes, yes. Listen, Tony, we got a dope show, and you can jump in, chime in whenever you feel like. We're going to get to the news, the rumors. We're going to start the show off with rumors. You know how we kick it off. Then we're going to start the show off with some type of accolades. Uh, We'll do accolades next, Peachy. How do you feel about that? And last but not least, then we'll go ahead and break down and recap the game. And then the show is about the uh uh-oh line and I couldn't think of a better person to have on the show to talk about the offensive line because they're my trash but Tony be finding hidden treasures I tell you boy this this dude is the the best scavenger person I've ever met in my entire life I'd be like nah that's trash and Tony's like Wayne you gotta look at it like this and I'd be like He's right. All right. So we'll talk about the offensive line and then we'll go ahead and uh, uh, we'll get on up out of here, man. I promise not to keep you guys too long tonight. All right. So you guys might only get an hour show. We haven't done an hour show in a long time. Peach. All right. So let's go ahead and start off with some of the news that I have. Uh, you know what? Let's do accolades first and then we'll do news. All right. So the NFL has dropped the top 100 show. And so far, as of now, because I haven't seen anything up recently, we're going to discuss each one of these numbers, ratings. That's why we're doing this. Uh, we're going to talk about the three 49ers that have made the top 100. OK, and so what I'm going to ask Tony, we'll start with Tony and then Peachy. You can close it out um, for each person that we've mentioned. I only have three. So is, are we, we we're clear that there's only three so far? Did yes. I miss anybody? There's only three so far. OK, Peachy okay. saying there's three. Tony's look like he's still thinking. All right. So we got three and we'll start with the, you know, we'll go from the end up and we'll work our way up. All right. And then we'll try to try to guess how many we think are still going to be on this list. All right. So we'll do this segment first. All right. Here we go. Number 97. The one and on the greatest fullback in the game. And I'm not saying that because he's a 49er. I'm just saying he's the best damn fullback in the game. We got to go with our guy, man. Juice. I, I want Juice to officially change how to spell his last name because it's, it's impossible to memorize how to spell his last name. All right? I think those people that do spelling bees would get this wrong because you just got to figure out it's J-U-S-Z-C-Z-Y-K. So if Juice is watching, we applaud you. All right. Uh, Tony, 97. Uh, first of all, Tony, did you even think that Juice was going to make the top 100? To be honest, I don't know. I mean, now that I see him making it and he's number 97, I'm kind of like, well, I think that's a little too far down the list. I think he should be up a little bit more. So um, you, think, you think he should be higher ranked, rated, uh, voted I think he on. should be. I mean, because look what he offers you. I mean, he's a blocker. He offers you 
versatility in the run game. He can, he, you know, he can move across the line of scrimmage, back and forth, side to side. He can peel back at the last minute. Uh, he's great out of the backfield. He can run with the ball. So he's like a well-rounded football player. And I know the minute we signed him back in the day, he was considered a offensive weapon. And, and that's what he turned out to be, really. He's truly an offensive weapon. He is truly. And Peachy, what are your thoughts about him? He's 97. Did you think that Juice Check was even going to make the top 100? No, to keep it 100, I literally did not think that he was going to be on there when I was going through the people that I thought was going to be on there and I'd put it on Twitter. And then all of a sudden, right after it started, it was on there. I was like, oh, crap. But um, I I didn't think that he was going to be on there because they do not give love to fullbacks. The last fullback, I believe it was on there, was John Cohn. If I got that wrong, it's probably close close to that they said that it's been a long time since they had one on there so i was very shocked to see him on there but very pleased and very ecstatic because he was on there at all but if you were going to put him on there i thought you should have put him you know up a little bit more than that okay that's good that. me me personally I, I didn't think he was going to make the list. I don't think I ever would think that the players, remember, this is a players voting list. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that the players would ever vote him. But here's the thing. This dude has been the fullback for the NFC Pro Bowl team for the past, what, five, six seasons? Mm-hmm. Well, since and he's been a the AFC when he was yeah. in Baltimore. My point is, right. Thank you, Tony. So he's been a Pro Bowl fullback, and I didn't. I, I, he hasn't made this list as of yet. I think 97 is good for him especially where we we ranked as far as a team. Um, and there's a bunch of other more, I don't want to say more skill set players that are probably on this list, but I'm happy that he made the list. So if 97 is where the players voted him on, I'm cool, man. He could have been 99. He could have been 98. She could have been 100, but he's 97. So he's three from 100. And so I think things are looking upwards for Kyle Juszczyk. He signed a contract with the 49ers. He's going to be here for the next three years, guys. Tony, three years, I think. Yes. So so he'll be here for the next three years. So I I expect that number to keep growing. Why? Because the way he will be utilized in the 49ers system, he's not going to just be that fullback that we are used to seeing, the William Floyds. He's more like a – you know what he reminds me of? And correct me if I'm wrong, and this is probably a horrible analogy, but I'm going to use 49er players. He's a cross between – Tom Rathman and William Floyd. I get. I, I no, not William Floyd. What was the guy before William? Uh, after was it after? Before Fred William. Floyd. Yes, that nabbit. I love Tony. This is why he's the genius. Mm-hmm. All right. And that's who he reminds me. He's a mix. He's not bar none like William Floyd because you. William Floyd was the goal line. Yeah. He was a bully. He was a bully. He was a bully. Yeah. That neck brace. She that he was a bull. <laughs> um, and so yeah, that, that's how I, I feel like he's a, he's a pass catcher, he's a good blocker, right? And then he just does other things and he can line up in different positions. So, shout out to him. Uh, shout out to my man Troy. We got the super chat going on. Only Niners fans repping in Wyoming. Yo, where is Wyoming, bro? I know it's a state. <laughs> I know it's on the map. Isn't it near Montana? This is, I'm not, I'm not, I'm just, I think so. Okay. I think so. But you make me all feel good. Listen, Troy feels good because Troy, doesn't Troy got that like 85 inch screen that's like crystal clear? Yes. And all the Niner heads, you are repping. Troy, how do you stay fresh, bro? Right. You live in Wyoming. I can't find hats in Connecticut. So how are you finding them in Wyoming, bro? (laughs) 
please let me know. It's below Montana. Thanks, Johnny James Niner Gang. Um, and so, yeah, like uh, PG doing a great job. So keep continue doing what you're doing. Appreciate it. Uh, so I'm happy that he made the list. All right, the next 49er that made the list. I think we're gonna probably spend 85 minutes on this one because he wears the number 85. All right, and so I definitely want to get your thoughts. <laughs> number 50. Oh, Kittles and Bits, George Kittle, top 100, voted by the players, number 50. Tony, take it away, baby. He's 50 because of the injuries. That's the issue. And I think the injuries of last of 2020 pretty much hurt this whole team. If you're talking about players going to the 100, the top 100. I mean, the only person I think that could probably get a true ranking would be Fred Warner. Um but I, I definitely think Kittle was hurt by this. I think Trent Williams was hurt because I think he made it. I just don't know what number he made it, but he was hurt by this. Um, and, and that's it. Like, I mean, Kittle definitely, definitely should be a lot closer to the top 20. A lot, And, and I mean, like, above top 20. Um, I don't know where I would put him, but I mean, if he comes out this season and has a monster year and plays all 17 games, 16 games, because there's a bye week, um, he will definitely be top 20. I'm, I'm, I'm doing the, the celebration because when I tell you Tony is my brother from another mother, this dude texts me and he's on the show right now. So if you, I don't know who Tony is, he's right here, but he sent me a text guys and I Tony knows I'm I'm full 49ers at the moment, right? But he sends me a text about my Celtics. <laughs> and if you, all, if you know how much I love Marcus Smart, he is going to be a Celtic. I said this on the show that it was going to be this. It was going to be in this this range of money, seventy seven million. Anyway, another show that'll be tomorrow night. Make sure if you're a Celtics fan or a basketball fan, you tune in tomorrow to the podcast. Listen, you got to get a button where you can flip your backdrop and make it all green and make. Oh, this is the wall, dog. I got to yo restream. This is a shot at restream. We're going to talk smack about restream. You know what restream? Because y'all need to get the same feature as Streamyard. Let us mm-hmm. use the green screen. Okay, yes. that's that. So this is not even right. crazy. But um, Tony, thank you for that. Because I was just, I, I don't know even know why I checked my phone. Anyway, uh, I promise we'll talk 49ers for the rest of the night. All right, Tony, that's great assessment. Peachy, would you, what would you like to add to about George Kittle? Too low? Is that about right? Um, do you feel like he should be higher? What are your thoughts? My guess was uh, because of, of how high Kittle was. Because Kittle made the top 10 last year. So number I was... Seven. Peachy, number seven. Yeah, I was... I was a little bit irritated with 50. I thought analyzing all the players that were on there, some were injured. And at the place where they were, I felt like that they did Kittle a disservice. I felt like that Kittle should have at least been in the low 20s, upper 30s. Because I feel like the drop from seven to that, I feel like that was a massive drop. So, yeah, I I was not feeling that. No, I feel you. I, and I don't want people to think just because we're 49ers fans, we're being homers. Like, Kittle was top five player in the game. Like, a top 10 player in the game when healthy. Right? Like, so how does he go? I would say top 20 player. I'm sorry. Because you got you to gotta factor in all those quarterbacks. Right? So they're going to probably take up 10, 15 slots. But he's, a, he's that dynamic of a player 
But like Tony hit the nail on the head. The injuries, guys. Um, he's he hasn't played like a full season ever. I don't think for the 49ers. He's missing games. So um, they last year it was based off of him what he did in 2819 uh, so we made the 2020 list he was number seven and so because of the injury uh that throw from jimmy g it kind of like halted his growth and next thing you know he's uh at 50 but you know what i like about this guys i like that he's 50 because guess what he's gonna have to go out there and do i i know he doesn't like that he's 50 and so he's gonna go out there Put on the big boy pants. Mm-hmm. He's gonna go out there and ball out and ball <laughs> freak out. Yeah. So if you thought, and I like a mad kiddo. I like a gritty kiddo. I like that kiddo. I like the kiddo that wants to run block on every single play. And when you throw on the ball, he's looking to run you. I like that kiddo. So guys, be prepared. But I do want to shout out our Johnny Niner gang, Johnny James Niner King, for the super chat. Thank you so much for the contribution, my brother. And. And it was Johnny James Niner Gang's birthday. And he goes by like 16 different names. Mm-hmm. I definitely like Benjamin <laughs> Franklin. I think that's what they call him, right? Yes. Like, that name mm-hmm. is fire, bro. I, I don't know how you came up with that, but that's some creative stuff. Um, so we definitely want to wish you a belated, happy belated birthday. Okay, brother? So happy belated birthday to you. And thank you so much for the contribution. All right. And here's the guy that Tony was talking about who also made the top 100. He's at number 42, Tony. The best. Here's what will make me mad if there's another tackle rated higher than him, all right? Ranked higher than him. So number 42, Trent Williams is the dude. Tony, this is your, this is, just take it away, baby. Trent Williams is a beast. He was the highest paid tackle um, after his new extension that the Niners signed him to. Um, listen, if you want to build a franchise and you want to start it with a left tackle, this is the guy you want to bring in. He's nasty. He's physical. He's a superior athlete. Um, I've seen the guy weighing 325 pounds doing box jumps that were probably as tall as me. Um, but he, he he's a guy that you want. He brings that dog mentality to your offensive line, and, and he's a good guy to have in your locker room. He's a leader. Um, you know, his attitude changed towards the Niners once he signed that deal because now he feels, you know, I'm here. This is I'm part of this. This is like this is my team, you know, because he was a captain last year, but he also was not signed as of last year. So he was kind of like in limbo. You know, am I going to be here? Do they want me here? So everything was finally signed, sealed, delivered this offseason. He's here, and I definitely think he deserves to be a little bit higher. Um, I don't know where they have Bakhtiari ranked on this list or if they have another tackle left tackle ranked on this list, but if there's anybody, the only person I would potentially say that deserves to be in front of him would be Bakhtiari because he he's a great tackle, but if you're asking me who I would go with, I would go with Trent Williams. So you said that Bak- you can see if Bakhtiari from Green Bay is on the list, but he was hurt last year, so why? Yeah. But remember, this, these are the players voting. Well, he got hurt at the end of the year. Okay. No, did he? So- yeah, I think he did because he missed their first playoff game, I think. I thought he missed a few games, Tone. I don't remember. I really don't, but I think he was he definitely played the majority of the season because okay. that's why they gave him the extension and then he got hurt. But right see after yeah. he signed the extension, which was that's, in the latter part of the season. Okay. I thought he I thought he got the extension a little bit toward the middle of the season and then got hurt 
right after the extension. But I could be wrong. You, you're probably right. But that would be something that we can check or they can check up to check the references. When did Bakhtiari sign the extension and when was his injury? Because, um, again, this is why if he is voted higher, that would be because he played much more of the season. But Trent Williams played the whole season. And he wasn't Bakhtiari. in one game. Okay, one game. Yeah, no, but listen, <laughs> you better take 2020, 2020 and throw it in the garbage because okay. the team with no COVID and everything and the injuries for this team, it's a done deal. Say no more, bro. Say no more. I, I'm 2020, peace. All right, so those are the three in the top 100 so far. Uh, Callie is saying Fred Warner will be inside the top. Fred Warner should be in the top five. Definitely top 10. No less than the top 10. Right. Tony will be right back. Peachy, while Tony's taking a quick break, mm-hmm. how many more 49er players do you think will make the top 100? And then who are they? I honestly think that Warner, because apparently Bosa, um, I don't think Bosa is going to make the list at all. Uh, I would really be shocked if Bosa made the list. Warner is really the only one left that I can see that will make it because I kind of see the the direction that things are going. And I'm watching where they're putting where they put the 49ers. I don't see that. Um I had thought Barrett, but the only reason why I don't is because of where they are now. I just don't believe that it's going to be that. I don't believe that it's going to be that high now. I would love it if Brett made it because he was another one I was thinking about. But I will will blow something up if if Warner's not on this list. Oh, Warner, <laughs> he, he's, he's guaranteed to be on the list. I'm telling you. I, he's, I he's, will guaranteed blow to be, he's guaranteed to be on there, PG. You don't have to blow up anything. The, the thing is, where will he be placed on the list? Right. Because if he's not placed with, like, minimum top 10, right. then the players are seeing something, or they just don't like the 49ers. Just, I'm going to come to that. Yeah, yeah, just, uh, just um, being like that. Um, I did have a comment uh, about Trent Williams. Um, I listening to the players and this is the players that were talking, you know, cause I watched most of the show and they were talking about their top rated, um, online players. And there was like about five of them that were like, well, you know, there's Trent, but you know, this, that's basically, you know, just saying that that's a given, you know, that he's like the best one in the game, you know, the best tackle in the game. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that there's going to be anybody over him. If it's Bakhtiari, then it must happen on the next, it needs to happen on the very next show that comes on, like in that right there, because him and Trent should literally be like together, like neck and neck. That's they fair. should be side by side. That's fair. So uh, he, he's back- not been on here yet. So he probably will, will be on there. They're probably going to factor in the record. Aaron Rodgers was having a much better season. The Green Bay Packers had a much better record than Mm -hmm. the 49ers and and so forth, so forth. So I don't think that we got to see 
Trent. Uh, they said Bakhtiari was 62. Oh, then that's wonderful. Okay, right, then. Before we keep going with this, yeah. we want to get to this contribution really quickly. So shout out to our brother at CG <laughs> Ruthless Sports. Make sure you guys go ahead and give him a follow right here on YouTube. Mm-hmm. He is doing some great content for, uh, for the Niners and 49ers. He's doing his own shows and things like that. Thank you so much for the contribution. He is actually doing an episode where he's interviewing Mike Rumpf. So make sure you guys check that out Wednesday, 10 a.m. Pacific time. Thank Mm -hmm. you so much for the contribution, brother. We truly appreciate you. All right. So Melissa's saying that Bakhtiari was number 62. So thank you, Melissa, for that. We appreciate it. Um, So, well, that that can't that. So Trent Williams will be the highest. This is what will make me mad then. If there is another tackle. Mm, Right. Now, should we be mad if there's another offensive lineman rated higher than Trent Williams? Cause, uh, Cause, did Nelson get ranked yet? No. Okay. So if Nel- Nelson, so Nelson, Nelson will 10. be yes, Nelson will be highly, highly rated up there. Okay. Absolutely. So, but but should he be higher higher ranked than? Yeah, this is exactly what we were saying. Yeah, Nel- Nel- Nelson will probably be on there. Mm-hmm. Or, um, and he'll probably be. But that should be about it. There shouldn't be any. Seriously, like they, I can't think of any other place because Tristan Wirfs went early. He was one of the top rated um, okay. alignment. I was about to ask you about him too. He he went very early. Uh, Zach Martin, if I'm not mistaken, I thought Zach Martin had already went. I wonder if Zach Martin went, guys, because Zach not Martin sure. didn't have a good season last year. And didn't he get hurt? Right. Too? I'm almost positive that Zach Martin went yesterday. So back to Yari went. So that makes me feel a lot better then. All right, real quick. I just want to do something for our sponsors. Once again, guys, we are sponsored by the one and only Ray's Energy Drinks. Here are the flavors right here. Uh, you guys can get these at your local health stores too, by the way. But if you want to support the brand and what we're doing, you can go right here to this website. That's www.repsports.com. Use the coupon code Drink Breezy. You hear me? All right, and you'll go ahead and get a nice little discount on your packages. You can order a sample pack. This is something that Peachy keeps recommending. That way you can taste all of the flavors. So, again, that's Ray's Energy Drinks. All right, get those now. They are good. Zero sugar, guys. Zero sugar. So you won't be fired up. You'll be good, but you won't be all fired up. You won't crash and burn, basically. So, Tony, we just found out that Bakhtiari was number 62. Hmm. And what and Trent was what? 42. 42. All right, so I'm good with that. So let me ask you this and I ask Peachy. Um, will you do you think there obviously there's gonna be another offensive lineman on this? Do you think that Nelson should be ranked high? Are guards supposed to be ranked higher than tackles? I don't I mean listen, again, it's it's done by the players, so I don't know, but I would prefer a left tackle would be your best player. Okay. That would be your lowest ranked player. I think that's the way they would do it. I don't know. If Mike McGlinchey makes this list <laughs> in some way, that would be crazy. Oh, right, so there, wow. There, uh, Zach, Zach Martin um, was 85. Okay. So so Trent Williams is the highest ranked tackle. Yes. Voted by right. the players, guys. That's right. So we, so, But it's As 42. It like, are there really 41 better players in the NFL? No. Well, I mean, your quarterbacks, your edge, your edge guys, your. Ah, wait a minute, Tony. Did where did where did Chase Young get ranked, guys? 
Chase Young was, I believe he was in the 60s, if I'm not mistaken. Really? Yeah. Hmm. What was Nick Bosa? Nick Bosa ranked in 2020. Uh, he was ranked? Wasn't he ranked in 2020? No? Oh, 2020, yeah. Yeah. I, th- I thought he was high up. It was like top 10, number 12. Chase, Chase came in at 61. 61. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. They are listening. They are listing some really cool left tackles like Ramcheck. I forgot. There's a lot of tackles. <laughs> no. Yeah, Bosa. Wasn't Bosa like 27 or something yeah, like he that? Yeah, um, he, he was kind of up there. Nick Bosa was 17. He was, he was. Was, oh, he was in he was in the top 20, Melissa, not top 30. John V, this is my brother right here, man. <laughs> are you still mad at Nightbot and Streamlabs? Bro? What, they, are they still doing something to you, bro? I uh Tony, we have bots in our Twitter feed and our Twitch feed, and they kind of like keep it like flowing and stuff like that. And somehow John always slips up and says a bad word, and mm-hmm. then they put him in timeout, man. And so He's having some struggles, man. He's having some struggles. <laughs> all right. So now that we got that out of the way, those are the accolades we definitely wanted to talk about. All right. And so let's get into some 49er news, guys. Um, very quickly, the 49ers have released James Burgess Jr., linebacker Donald Payne, cornerback Ken Webster, and Eddie Vanderdose does. All right. So that's one, two, three, four, five. The 49ers have shrunk their roster. To 80 men. I don't know if you peeped that, guys, but they have 80 men. Hold on, Tony. I know you're about to add, but I just wanted to add this. And so now they've added Michael Kendricks, the linebacker. So before we kind of say they got eight, they got 81, guys. All right. So they have 81. Tony, I want to get your take on Michael Kendricks, linebacker. What's going on with the linebacker room here in San Francisco? I don't know. Oh, he doesn't know? I thought you was going to say nothing. I, I think I... I... It's very odd, but just real quick before I go into the linebackers, they're going to put Austin Watkins Jr. on the IR, so it'll make it 80. We, we were going to get to that, too. Oh, Damn it. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good, bro. Yeah, but, like, when I saw that they brought him in for a workout, I was like, oh, all right, maybe they're just doing their due diligence. Like, you know, with the practice squad being the same as last year, they could stash a veteran on it in case of injury. And then all of a sudden they signed him in the third quarter of the game yesterday. I was just like, that's kind of odd. Um, at first, I was like, maybe there's something with really with Al Shahir. His knee is really acting up, and it's not there where they want it to be. But then I watched a video clip with all the linebackers doing drills, and he actually looked phenomenal. No, like you know, favoring of the knee. He was moving smooth. Um, actually, very explosive and stuff like that. So that threw that notion out the window. So I don't even, to be honest with you, I don't know. I mean, I know they cut those two linebackers, Burgess and Payne. But Payne was just added this week, just like Vanderdose or Vanderdays. Vanderdose. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're kind of players that were like, okay, they brought them in just to get a look-see real quick, and then that's it. They're done. So now they have their due diligence on them. They seen them. They have game film on them where if there's an injury, they pick up the phone and say, come on back. So that's not usually how they operate this team. They – put their pieces in, they see him, they evaluate him, they let him play, and then they release him, and then something happens, that's the first group that comes back. So other than that, I can't put a finger on it because I'm very high in Hilliard, the, the kid from uh, Ohio, Ohio State, State. 75000 to sign as an undrafted free agent. So 
I, I don't know. I mean, maybe Marcel Harris is struggling. I mean, he didn't look good in coverage a couple times last uh, in the game. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm really like dumbfounded by this, but Flanagan Foles is banged up. He did not dress last week. It's going to be interesting to see what's his status this week for the inner squad scrimmage and if he gets on the field in um, Saturday's preseason game versus the LA Chargers. All right, now, Peachy, uh, Tony had a very interesting take on what the 49ers like to do with players. So there's two players I'm going to mention. One is Michael Kendricks. I'm going to give you two veterans and the new signing of safety, haha, Clinton Dix. Do you think these guys will make the 53 roster or do you think that they're going to use the Tony theory? They're going to get you in here this camp. They're going to work you out. And if we end up having an issue, hopefully you don't get picked up by somebody else and we bring you back in here. They're kind of learning the system. What are your thoughts on those two players? Haha, Clinton Dix and then Michael Kendricks. As far as Michael Kendricks goes, uh, the way that Kyle was talking about Michael Kendricks is somebody that he's very, very interested in. So I, in my opinion, I think that Kendricks could actually make the 53 because if you listen to the way that Kyle's talking about him, he's, he's followed him. He's, he remembers him from, he said when he was in the, the NFC East that he remembers him. And um, also uh, just um, watching him, you know, in Seattle, like the whole nine yards, like Kyle just seems to have a lot of interest in him. When they were talking to him about it, asking him, you know, uh, did you sign him? And he's like, I'm not sure, you know, uh, because he was talking. But he's like, but I'd like to go see, you know, and check and see that or whatever. So to me, it just seemed like that that it's possible that if he works out that he'll make the starting 53. I don't think that Ha Ha Clinton Dix is going to. Hmm. Okay. And it's weird because the safety position, in my opinion... Mm -hmm is more scarce than the linebacker position because like Tony said, we got linebackers, right? We even got a rookie, uh, Justin Hilliard, that looked pretty darn decent um, and out there. The thing I like about Marcel Harris is they got to figure him out because he only struggles in coverage, y'all. Like, that's it. He's a great tackler. He's great at trying to get the ball out. He's great on special teams. He just can't cover and it's unfortunate because he may not make the team because of that. I know a lot of people don't want Richie James to make the team because he can't return, uh, uh, you know, kickoffs and things like that. And so it's it's definitely going to be a, a little tough. Uh, Bruno Jacob says, I still think we should assign KG Wright over Kendricks. Well, according to Peachy and what Kyle was saying, Kyle has this affinity. So when Kyle has an affinity for players, it's like this love, passion for certain players. He kind of goes out and gets them. I don't know if you guys noticed that. That's right. kind of like his trend. Mm-hmm. Um, even though we think KJ Wright might have been better than Kendrick. Kendrick's is coming, guys, off of a season, uh, of an injury from, I believe, 2019. And then I think he tried out for – he got injured in Seattle. And then in 2020, I believe he was on the practice squad or something. Not the practice squad, but on – I forgot which team it was that he tried. Was it the Washington football team? I can't remember. Uh, it was another team, uh, but he didn't make it. You know, or was it Dallas? I think it was Dallas. I think it was the Cowboys, if I'm not mistaken. I know it was the NFC East team. Don't quote me. Uh, but I do know it was the NFC East team, um, and they just didn't cut out. But for a Kyle Shanahan team, he's had more time to kind of, like, heal. Obviously, he's a great processor of the game. He's a smart guy. You've watched him. I, I only know him from Philly. That, mm-hmm. that, that's what, what I know him from. His brother plays for Minnesota. We should know because Jimmy Garoppolo is best friends with him. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Exactly. And so um, 
I just wanted to get your theory on that. Like these are two veterans. And so I like it. Peachy says she doesn't think that haha Clinton Dix. And I see that Debbie asked a question about who would be our sleepers on the 53. It's so hard, dude. We, I'm still trying. I'm oh, gas is about the 80 and then we got to break it. I mean, 85 and then we got to break it down. To, I'm sorry, 80. And then isn't it 85? It's 85 now, and then we got to break it down right. to 80, right? And then it's 80, yeah. Yeah, and so I'm I'm still like, like you know. And so, hi, guys. I hate the Bershaw bubbles, but uh, Richie James, uh, Kai Nakao, and all the players that messed up in the game. Even, <laughs> what's the BW Webb? What's that dude name that gave him the touchdown in the end zone? Oh, yeah. Webb something. Yeah, B-W-Web. I'm calling B-Dub. Even B-Dub. <laughs> has made yeah. the 85-man roster because Tony already said it. So if you did not know, we're going to get to that. But here's a question for you. So I'm going to let y'all ponder on that. While y'all ponder on this question, because she's asking all three of us, I'm going to go ahead and get to the next news clip, all right? All right, so guys, since we're talking about injuries, I do want to talk a little bit about, I hope I show the right one because I'm kind of struggling here. All right, so let's let's go ahead and talk about what's going on. So here's some of the injuries that happen uh, with the 49ers. Uh, uh, Aaron Banks is going to miss a couple of weeks with a shoulder injury. Here's the kicker. Austin Watkins Jr. has a broken foot and is out six to eight weeks. Kyle said in his presser that Watkins suffered the injury earlier in the game and tried to play through it. That's what he told them. So they don't know when the injury actually happened. I have a theory on when the injury happened, though, because it was in a practice. But I believe Kyle confirmed today that he is going to be going to the season ending IR. Wow. Tony, season ending IR. That means we have two people. How many players can make the season-ending IR? And don't forget about Deb's question. We'll come back to that. Uh, as many as they want. So it's unlimited. Because I get confused with season-ending IR and then the regular IR where they can just come back. Like, you get what I mean? Yeah. Well, if you're put if you're put on the IR now, I think this is the way it goes. I'm not 100%. You're done for the year. If they put you, keep you on the active mm-hmm. 53 – Understood. The day after they put you to the IR, then you can come back off the IR. Designated to return. Boom. This is why Jaquaski Tart is not on the IR. They're going to milk the pup list for as long as they can. Mm -hmm. And then if he starts the season and makes the 50... What happens if you're on the pup list, though, during the beginning of the season? Or do they have to designate you onto the main roster and then put you on the IR? I think when it comes down to cut down, you have to make your moves. Because if they go from pup to injured reserve before they put him on the 53, he's done for the year. He's done for the year. Okay, so we so guys, pay attention to that. All right? Pay attention to what happens to Tart. And I'm going to tell you right now, I think it's going to come down to the play of Tavon Austin. It's going to come down to the – not Austin. Tavon Wilson. <laughs> you know, mixed up. And it's going to come down to the safeties. And you know who's on the rise? Talanoa Hufanga. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk a little bit about him. He's on the rise. Um, and so I think it's going to come down to the play of those two specific safeties. And Jarrett Maiden had some good pass breakups in this preseason game as well. So it's going to come down to those plays. And if Kyle feels that they're going to be go, don't be surprised if Tart hits that IR. They hit him off with that million dollars, and he's no longer a 49er after this year, right? Am I wrong? Or is he still a 49er? Oh, you're 100% right. Oh, snap. I'm right about something. Hold on. Let me give myself a ding. <laughs> all right. All right. So let's get back to uh, Deb's question. 
because now we know. And so, guys, with Austin Watkins being on season-ending IR because he got put on there before the season started, guess what? There's a wide receiver position open. Um, I know I got mad questions because I don't get Tony on here often. So, Tony, I know we got wide receivers, and I know we want to see people make this team. Would you be surprised if Kyle Shanahan brings in another wide receiver? No. No, no, he won't. I'm saying he won't. Oh, you don't think he will? Okay. No. Okay. I mean, he okay. might bring in a body like like comparable to what like the Benny Fowler type wide receiver. Mm-hmm. I don't think he brings in a name. I think he pretty much has his rotation locked down. Yeah. Um, and listen, they sh- they potentially could strike could have strike gold with uh, Sherfield. Sherfield. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's funny how I can complete your sentences now. That means we're we're, we're connected. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, I can't stop looking at that big donut in the background, man. Now I want me a donut with glazed sprinkles. That donut is looking yum, me, bro. Uh, that's that's my daughter's. I know, but it looks good. You don't gotta move it. It's cool. It's cool. Look at that. Oh, he moved it closer so he can say, "Ha ha ha!" That donut looks right. I might have to take a trip to Dunkin' Donuts. I hope they stay open. Um, after we get off the show. All right. So we have that now. We have a couple of more injury things we want to get to, and then we'll go ahead and answer um Miss Debbie because she wants to know about who we think will be a surprise pick on the fifty-three. All right. So Javon Kinlaw had a, a shoulder injury last week, and his week-to-week reported by Matt Miyoko. Kyle Shanahan said in his presser. Also, offensive tackle uh, Sean Coleman is day-to-day with a knee condition. You guys want to speak on that? PG, you go first on this one, man. So, uh, Ken Law injury. I asked you a while ago on a couple of episodes, are you worried when he missed the practice? <laughs> I'm going to re-ask you this question. First, spill your thoughts and beans on Ken Law. And then let me ask you again. Are you a little bit worried now about Javon Kinlaw? Kinlaw, man, I tell you, I, oh, goodness. That's my. That sounds worried to me, Tony. What about, what about. That's my, that's my projected sack leader. It's her projected sack leader of the season, Tony. Not coming off that yet. I'm sorry. When they started started with the talk of the knee, I said, something's not right with this guy. Granted, he's a big dude. Um, for tendonitis, he had his knee cleaned out, and it's still bothering him. Now, I, I'm not a doctor, but if you get on a plane and you fly cross-country from wherever he was to Santa Clara to practice, um, and he has – oh, wow, Lena. He has um, – uh, his knee swells up. That's an issue. Just from flying on a plane, that's an issue. So I don't know if it's something bigger or there's really something like going on in that knee, but now it's a shoulder. Like, I don't know, man, this guy, he practices when he practices, he's dominant. And then he's, he's out with this. He's out with that. I just hope, I just hope like, you know, he can get through this because I, this defensive line is going to need him this year in order to get to the level of that Super Bowl defensive line, because the depth wise it's there. In my opinion, he or, just stay healthy. Or, or and I'm just gonna throw these little curveballs at you. I hope you can hit them. Or, Javon Kinlaw is getting beat out in camp by DJ Jones to be the starting defensive tackle inside, along next to Eric Armstead. And so maybe Kinlaw is regressing a little bit in his progression, and 
and you know maybe that's that's an issue you know opposed to the injuries obviously the injuries are a big issue um i'm hoping tony that that knee issue from the airplane he was lying i hope i hope it has something to do with something different because like yeah. tony said if you fly and you get you get build up in your knee from flying yeah. granted he's a big dude then right. don't be cheap and buy first class where you get more space dog you know what i'm saying but Grant, he's a big dude, and I understand it could be crammed on those seats. But I thought they do COVID flights still, where they didn't book all the seats. I don't know. Yeah, that, no, that's look, the, no, 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 the no, no, seats no. should be spaced out. Right now. Oh, the planes are packed right now. Planes are packed right now. Wow. She, my wife, went to Mexico with my son. She sent me a picture. All the roads are full. Damn. Ooh. Well, we got the answer to that. So all I'm saying is, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna try to shoot you down, but. I know. I was like, what? Wow. All I'm okay. saying is I'm I'm hoping he's it was something else. Like he did something and and at home and and it messed up his knee just a little bit. And then, so he blamed it on the airplane ride. That's what I'm hoping. Or right. it could be those crocs just aren't comfortable enough to walk in when, when you're on the air. I don't know, but I'm hoping he's gonna be all right. All right. Uh yeah. because Ken Law, like Tony said, Peachy, Ken Law is an is an intricate part to the 49ers defense making it back to the Super Bowl. Because if you don't remember that Super Bowl team, we had another guy that wore number 99, and his name was DeForest Buckner. And he was an intricate part. And I'm not comparing the two. Two different styles of defensive tackles. But we needed Buckner. And we need this first-round draft pick to be available. And mm-hmm. the same reasons we give for Jalen Hurd, Jimmy Garoppolo. We got to hold Ken Law accountable. Dog, please find a way to get healthy. Hopefully this isn't serious. Did he? Did that thing say day-to-day? Or is that day-to-day on Sean Coleman? And they didn't give a, a specific thing. Hold on. Let me go back to it. Uh, last week, he's week to week. week. <sighs> All right. Uh, no one wants to touch on Sean Coleman's injury? Did the knee? Oh, no. Sean Coleman struggled, man. I'm telling you. That was a tough game. Bad. Bad. He, he did give up a sack, correct? He gave up a little more than a sack. Yeah. Okay. We'll, just, we'll just go with He wasn't sack. horrible. Okay. All right. I just was just, just asking. <laughs> all right. All right. So we got that. And then um, it's, it's tough. So we got injuries out the way. But here's some good news, guys. All right. Nick Bosa, according to Kyle Shanahan, is going to maybe I got to put that word in there because I'm getting right. I'm getting uh, I said something today about um, we're going to talk about Trent Williams injury, too. And I said something today about Trent Williams and I was just, I was just basically saying, no, Lord, no, Jesus, no, not Trent. Mm-hmm. And I got like yelled at because they people thought I said he was out for the season. I was just, I didn't say that. I was just saying that, not Trent. That's all. Anyway, um, I got to be careful what I say. So maybe a full participant in practice next week. That's what we're hoping for. This is what Shanahan said today. If we stay on track, I think we'll see him next week. Tony, do you even want to see Nick Bosa next week? Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. What did you say? Do you even want to see Nick Bosa next week, or do you want him to continue to just do what he's I want to see him on the field getting reps. I want to see him practice in full, no limitations, no restrictions. I want to see him get a couple snaps in the game. And play at, at this point, yeah. that's what I want to see. So you won't see, we won't see him, PG, in the Chargers week, but you'll see him in the Raiders week, correct? Mm-hmm. All right. So do you want to see Nick Bosa out there uh, the week versus the Raiders? Yes, I absolutely do. I think that we do need to see him out there. 
Yeah, man, that's the week. That's the mm-hmm. last preseason game. That's right. Right? And you want to see him get a couple of reps, even if it's one or two series. Usually mm-hmm. defensive players play more than one series. Mm-hmm. So that third game, didn't Kyle say that's the dress rehearsal game? So I think that third game, I want to see Bosa for a half. But do you guys think that's going to be too much on the on the young stud? I don't because I think they're working him pretty hard in, in practice with the one-on-ones, with the sled. I mean, he's pretty damn explosive with that sled. I'll tell you that right now. There's a clip of him uh, going against – I forgot. Maybe it was – I saw the clip with D Ford, bro. D Ford, yeah. And then the other guy he went against today, and he literally – his hands were on that bag before the guy got out of his stance. Oh, I love it. So I love, that. I love the one-on-ones, man. What's it's more important, the one-on-one drills where they can show, like, like the the you know the the good clip of what they're doing and their technique, or do you like them in the eleven-on-elevens when all the stuff is happening and they still got to find a way to? I like I like eleven-on-eleven because you're playing you're, you're playing discipline. Where one-on-one, you just go for the outside shoulder or the inside shoulder and just try to get to the the coach who's holding the ball. All right. That's good. That's that, that, and that's a good way to put it. You know what I'm saying? All right. So yeah. let's go ahead and get to the recap of the game. I didn't realize we were going to be on the show that long, but listen, guys, we lost to Kansas City, mm-hmm. 19 to 16. Um, Peachy, let's just do a quick recap. We lost the game. I just want to know, losing. How did it make you feel when we lost this game? And be honest. Honestly, I was mad about this loss because there were so many ways that we could have pulled this game out. That made me mad. It wouldn't have made me mad if it was just one of those, you know, Kansas City beatdowns or something like that. And we just, you know, just didn't help. But there were so many ways that we could have won that game. I was I was very upset. And Tony, we lost. What were your thoughts? What were your expectations? I'm asking you a little different question. Were your expectations for us to win this game? It would have been nice to win the game, but I wasn't expecting it because I know how preseason games are are played. Very simple, very vanilla, very basic. Um, My main thing was just to see – my main object was to see Trey Lance and how he looked, how he played. Um, I wanted to see the running backs. I I wanted to see the whole team in general, but the main focus is you just want to see these guys compete. You don't want to see them back down. You don't want to see them give up. You want to see hard, competitive football for the deep. I mean, obviously the Niners weren't going to win the game because if you look who was out, mm. I mean, you know, three quarters of the, the starters were out on both sides of the ball. So with that being said, I mean, we got good looks at Lenore. We got good looks at Avery Thomas. We got good looks at Jonas Griffith. Um who else? Hufanga. We saw great reps with uh, the defensive mm-hmm. lineman, Hurst. Uh, the offensive line, uh, Jalen Moore playing left tackle, looking solid except for one play. Um, you know, there's a lot of positives, but there are negatives that need to be addressed. But, I mean, listen, it's preseason. It's game one. And the most important player that we were all focused on was his first game in almost a year and a half. Yeah, that was Trey Lance. Uh, everybody was definitely most excited to see him. Uh, I heard people, uh, you heard Kay Adams thing on on the thing. I know it made you mad. Uh, what, what made you mad about, about Kay Adams? I, ne- I forgot to ask. She goes to the stadium and she's hanging out with the Chiefs. Like, 
Oh, because she's covering the Chiefs. Well, it's not only covering the Chiefs, but all no, she, she spoke about was the Chiefs. And then I said something in the group chat. And Mike's like, well, you got to understand she has a job to do. I said, okay, so she, but she had a job to do. You're right. So she had to talk about the Niners eventually, but she right. said, like, oh, I had fun with this one. They were so loose. They're ready to rock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she was literally covering the Chiefs because she's going to be with the Chiefs <laughs> this week too. You know what I mean? Like that, I think her job is to cover the Chiefs. But so you wasn't so even the stuff she did with the 49er fans and she was happy. Let me explain something to you. You're in Levi Stadium. I understand. Number three overall pick. In the I understand, world. but her job was to do what her job says, bro. If the call sheet say I got to do this, then she got to do that. If your job tell you to do something and you go off the call sheet, aren't you going to get reprimanded? Yeah. Well, but then she flipped the script in the, in the show later on. She didn't flip right. the script. She right. just talked about the fans. That's not flipping the script. She talked about how dope it was to see all the fans out there yes. come out and support Trey. Like, they were all there to see Trey Lance, according to her. That's what she said, which could be the case. But she was so happy to see how the fans were out there. And and, and she didn't think – maybe she's been to a preseason game before and has never been that packed. I think she might have been overwhelmed right. how well the 49ers mm-hmm. traveled – because she didn't say it was just fans from Santa, right. Santa Clara or right. California. It was fans yeah. coming all in. So at least she bigged up the fans. Tony, dang, she that could have been you, bro. I mean, God, throw some slack to my girl Kay, man. We, then we, she does like, the. Then she starts doing yoga and the downward dog, and then, and then there's the the punter behind her. <laughs> I'm just like, oh my god! Y'all gonna leave my girl Kay alone because she gonna be a guest on the show. I promise you that. Dude, y'all gonna leave her alone, Tony. And yeah, guess who I'm gonna have on the show when Kay's here? Good. You. (laughs) (laughs) She was uh, uh, what I what I took from Kay and I love her to death, too, was that even though she was there to cover one team, she just noticed this. She didn't say that she talked to any fans or that she was hanging out with with our fans. She just said that it was miraculous for her when she came out of the hotel to see how many 49er, you know, people were there and from all over. So, you know, she's probably um, going around, you know, seeing, you know, that um, different, you know, people and talking and, you know, just whatever. And then she thought it was amazing that even in the fourth quarter, you know, when the game was almost over, I think she said the two minute warning that there were still like Pat of 49er fans. So, I mean, she just she was just admiring the fact that, and she just thinks that everybody was there just to see Trey, because that's probably what she heard. She probably heard the excitement of people talking amongst themselves or whatever. So, I don't know. I love Kay. That's my girl. So it was, that was weird, PG, because you were and one minute you were. I didn't. I couldn't tell if you were bigging her up or putting her down because no. that was a weird explanation. But it is what it is. Like it just sounded like you was. The beginning of it was like. She didn't say this because, like, you know, she just heard or blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, so we about to beat her up. And then you biggered her up at the end. So that was kind of cool, I, I guess. It was like a, a mixture of how you felt about Kay. But all I'm saying is I think she was there, whether she's a fan of the Chiefs or not. Like, she was there. If she was a fan of the Chiefs, then it showed, Tony, they did, in, in Tony's eyes, that she was just a fangirl. Maybe she just got uh, starstruck by being with the Chiefs and it was her first time covering them. The only reason why I said I think she was for the Chiefs is because I heard her say she's going to be with the Chiefs next week as well. So that's that's that was my thing. But that was just a little quick tidbit on what happened on Good Morning Football with our uh, with Kay Adams. And 
Tony was a little pissed off a little bit earlier today. So I had to, to kind of like make sure he was good. You know what I'm saying? That's my boo. All right. Tony started talking about Trey Lance and we're going to get to one of his highlight plays. Now, the music's going to be different because I'm hoping we don't get flagged on YouTube. So let's just take a look at this touchdown throw. All right. I want Tony to break down this play because that's what Tony does. And so let's go ahead and look at it. And then I want you to talk about Trey Lance's stat line, 5 for 14, 128 yards, one touchdown, uh, sacked four times. Oh! I'm going to leave the show and go grab me a dinner. All right, here we go. All right, that's Trey Lance's first NFL touchdown. Tony, what were your thoughts, man, when you saw that play? That was his second drive. It was the first play of his second drive. Looked like play action, boot action, whatever type of action you want to call it, uh, to the left. And break that play down, man, because was Trent his first read? No. Read? No. Tony says no. All right. So basically what they did, it was – I think it was an eye formation. It was a single back. Single back, tight end motion across the formation. It was a play action to the right. He rolls to the left. The action in the line flows to the right, and then the tight end comes across the formation and seals off the backside. So he's the one that's going to pick up the one-on-one rusher. So obviously he did his job because Trey had all day, but once Trey rolled and squared himself up to throw, he you see him look at a, cro- a shallow crossing. What the 49ers design was, it was two. It was a it was a two man route. All right. It was this side was Ayuk. This side was Sherfield. So Ayuk ran a shallow crosser, and then um, uh, Sherfield tried to take an inside release and ride it, run a deep cross, and that's where he went with the ball. But he looked right at Ayuk, and Ayuk had a good step and a half on his corner, and there, the throw was there. There was plenty of real estate where he could have made that throw, turned up field, and he would have been gone. But no, he said, I'm going for it all. He's a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a confident quarterback with his arm. He's confident with his skill set. So he set up and he just launched it. So he threw a laser downfield, hit him in stride, and he took off. 80 yards. Now, the coverage was horrible, Peachy. Uh, safety was out of place. Do you think Trey Lance was able to dictate, hey, my guy's got the safety. Did, you, did he see that? Is that something that he's able to see? <clears throat> What are, you, what are your thoughts on that? He saw that the, he was double covered. He was in double cover. You saw two safeties just get burnt. And so what are your thoughts on that? Did, did Trey Lance get a chance to see that in that action and all the stuff that happened? <laughs> I would say that that he that he did because I believe that somebody was even talking about that saying saying that he did. I don't remember who it was, but somebody had said that that's what happened, that he had looked at IU. And then uh, when he came back across and then he threw threw the ball down the field and that he um, right before he got ready to throw it, I guess he had looked over there to to see what was going on, whatever, and that he threw it. So, I mean, I, I just can't remember who it is that said that. But, yep. So I do believe that he did that. I know that he's intelligent enough to do that. That's one that's one of the major pluses with him. Is that he's very um, he's a very very smart quarterback. So if the, Tony's saying that's not his first read, his first read should have been the shallow cross going across the field to the way he was booting because the right. action was going the way Trent Sherfield went, and so mm-hmm. he was booting to the left where he was able to plant his feet. So I agree with you. He saw that joint. He saw it open up. Yeah, he exactly. saw it. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think Jimmy Garoppolo 
wouldn't have been able to see that. And if he did, does Jimmy Garoppolo make that throw or does Jimmy Garoppolo go to the first read because it's open? I think that he would have thrown it to Ayuk, to be honest. I'm not saying that he's not capable of making that throw. I just think that Jimmy's first instinct would have been to throw it to Ayuk. Mm. Because that's the play call, right? If right. this guy is open, right. throw it to mm-hmm. that guy. Exactly. I mean, I think, and Kyle Shanahan even spoke about that. He was yeah, like, uh, he, did. he was, he was kind of like he was happy that was a touchdown, but I think he was upset mm-hmm. because he had Ayuk <laughs> open. But you know what, Kyle? Brandon Ayuk dropped Trey Lance's first pass. Mm-hmm. Maybe Trey didn't want to try him the second. I know. Time. Maybe maybe Trey's like, I gotta, I gotta look good. Like I gotta find somebody that's gonna make me look good out here. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta yeah. do something right out here. See, see, Walter, this ain't this ain't right, PG. This no. this ain't right. This ain't right. Who, who the check down would have been the running back? I don't even think Jimmy <laughs> knows how to throw to the check down. I'm gonna be honest. I don't think that's his thing. He throws the passes too high or too whatever. Uh, and then Callie's saying he would have threw it to Brandon Ayuk. That that because that's the right route. Like that was right. the, the drawn up play. And mm-hmm. if Ayuk was was covered tightly, then Jimmy is supposed to make the second progression. Mm-hmm. And then the third progression was should have been the check down. Like if everybody's covered. Throw it to the check down. All right. So I'm happy that Trey Lance is, is taking shots down the field. You know what I'm saying? I think it's pretty cool that he's able to do that. Yeah, he would he would have threw it to Ayuk. And it probably would have been a comp- completion. Jimmy yeah. is really good at the shallow cross routes, mm-hmm. all those quick throws. That's a Jimmy thing. And Jimmy is really good in play action, too, guys. Don't forget it. Yeah. He's pretty good in play action. All right. Um, uh, yeah, yo. Th- so the next throw by Trey Lance, and I don't have a clip of that, uh, was to Charlie Warner mm-hmm. on the one yard line in the end zone. Okay, uh, play action in the end zone to be uh, to be exact. Charlie Warner goes for thirty four yards. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that play? That's got to be balls by the coach. That's got to be balls from the quarterback. And what an amazing catch by Charlie Warner. That was a. A great one. The the one to Sherfield was awesome. But after going back watching that one to Werner, man, that was that was all that that was really, really good. It was. It yeah, was an third. awesome, awesome third. Yeah, I thought the throw was on point. I yeah, it was. Laser, it was a laser dart. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was just I, I was excited to see. You never do play action pass in the end zone. Who does that? Exactly. <laughs> Kyle called that play. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, snap. But, Peach, you know what? I got a play for you. All right? Yeah. You're going to break this one down. Here you go. We had some big moments in this game, Peachy. Rookie, Trey Lance gets his first TD. Rookie, cornerback, Diamandora Lenore gets his first interception. It wasn't a pick six. You're looking at that play. You watched it over and over again. What are your thoughts on Diamador Lenore, especially in that play? Man, I thought that he was awesome in that play to get his first interception. That's actually like the person that I would give my game ball to on defense because I felt like that all, like the whole entire game, when he played out there, he made an impact, be it, you know, just um, on on man when he was on man and when he was, you know, he was sticking to people and he was really, really trying out there. Like he really gave it his all out there. I was I was very, very impressed with um, Lenore. 
All right. So Lenore looked pretty good out there, Tony. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he got a chance to start. He was the starting DB. Uh, our starting cornerbacks did not play uh, um, Jason Verrett or, um, oh my gosh, brain fart, uh, Emmanuel Mosley. They did not play. And so uh, Ambry, not Ambry Thomas, Diamador Lenore got the start on one side. Who got the start on the other side? Johnson. Dante Johnson. That's right. Mm-hmm. They got the starts. All right. I Tony, overall from the secondary. How did it look overall? What would you give? I, the I, I thought it looked good with the defensive line that was playing in front of me. Okay. Um, when you add all the pieces back in week one, you're going to see a difference. You're going to see a lot more pressure, a lot more guys getting into the backfield, hitting the quarterbacks, causing the quarterbacks to go off uh, platform. And I, I thought uh, Lenore had a good game. I thought – Avery Thomas had a good game. Um, Avery Thomas was tested a lot more than Lenore, mm-hmm. it seemed like. But, I mean, listen, there was two plays where the coverage could not be any better, and the receiver made the catch because of where the ball was thrown. Um, but he was in the hip pocket of receivers, in, in my opinion, from what I observed. But, I mean, you know, he, he didn't play last year. He's another guy that opted out for COVID. So... Let the kid get his feet wet. Let him get back in the thing. I mean, the difference is between him and Lenore. Lenore has that I'm a cornerback mentality. Like, mm-hmm. you know, no one's beating me. And if they do, I'm coming right back. So that, that that's what you want in corners. So I thought they both looked good. I thought Johnson looked good. I like what Hafunga did. Um you know, there's a couple he took poor angles on, and that's where you saw his speed be his weakness. But there was plays where you see him come flying into the pitcher like a missile and just tackling people. And and that's what you want from a safety. Um, he will have to learn the angles. But the number one thing with Hufanga is his instincts. They, they just jump out. You see it. You see his instinct. You see why he was the packed. 12, 10, whatever the hell it is now, player of the year, why he was an All-American, why he was so good at USC. But what brought him down is his 4-6 speed or 4-5-6 speed, whatever the hell it was. You know, and, and, and injuries. And injuries. I'm not a guy that pays attention to your 40 because I think your 40 is the biggest crock of you-know-what in the combine. Because there's – sorry – there's never a time where you have one guy running a straight line without it being hit or have to change course for 40 yards. I don't care. There's never. Unless you're a receiver who the defensive back fell down and you're just sprinting down the field, that's it. But even that sometimes isn't in a straight line. But, I mean, my thing is your, your three-cone, your, three your 10-yard split, your 20-yard split, that shows you speed. So – with that being said, his four six time is the Olympic, uh, the underwear's Olympic, Olympics. So I like to see his game film. His game film, he's fast, mm-hmm. but if he has to learn the angles to keep up with the speed of the NFL, not the Pac twelve. Now, rookies, rookies typically don't learn angles that fast, right? Like, no, but I mean he's been working with Troy Palomalo, who was correct, by the way, correct, just correct. got inducted to the Hall of Fame, and. Ever since they reported the training camp, he's the first guy on the field working with a position coach. These are all things that you want to see. Correct. And so I'm glad you brought up those those guys. 
Um, and I'm glad that they're taking trends upward, right? We're glad that they're taking trends upward. So that's a good thing uh, for those rookies. Now, Tony, there's a couple of plays that we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about the offensive line. All right. And that's what this show is about. So if you guys don't know, we are doing the uh-oh line. Shout out to Peachy with that that creative title, right? The uh-oh line. I think that was pretty clever. Um, we're saying uh-oh because if the line and we're, we're not going to talk about the starting line. Okay. But we do have some makeshift pieces that might have to come in. And so that's where we have to say, uh oh, now, Tony, uh, we'll talk about a couple of I got a couple of clips, two sacks that were given up. And I want you to kind of break them down for us. Uh, so that'll be your you'll be in charge of that. And then uh, let's just give me give me an overall sense of that second unit offensive line. The line that you saw played in this game was pretty much the second string. Offensive line minus Lakin Tomlinson and Mike McGlinchey, and I think Daniel Brunskill, right? So you're talking not the line that Jimmy Garoppolo was behind. I felt like they were behind the same line for the first, right? The first they game. were behind the same line up until late in the second quarter. Yes, the starting line was Moore at left tackle, Tomlinson left guard, Grenville at center, Brunskill at right guard, and McGlinchey at right tackle. Correct. So, so three starters, three typical starters on on the main offensive line started in this game, right? So let's Correct. talk about those three guys, and then we'll talk about the re- the other two guys that played for the majority of the rest of the game. Uh, Jalen Moore, the rookie, um, as and Jake Brendo. Uh, I don't know who came in and, and subbed for him at center. I'm not sure if anybody did. Yeah, Shepley did eventually. Oh, uh, got you, got you. All right, so go ahead. Let's break down the offensive line, and then we're going to show a couple of clips. All right, so basically uh, Kyle trotted out that starting group, Moore, Thompson, Brendel, Brunskill, and McGlinchey. Um, in my opinion, I think they they looked okay. Uh, nothing significant, nothing outstanding, like, oh, my God, this is the line that we're good. No. Um, the first series that gave up the sack to uh, – this is when Trey Lance was on the field. They gave a, – Brunskill got his feet tangled with Sermon and gave up a sack uh, to Chris Jones. Um, from the snap, he was pretty much done. Uh, Jones got under his pads, and once he lost his legs, he was done. He got put right on his back, and Jones was right there, and he just got him, tackled him. That's it. So the feet got tangled. The this feet got tangled with him and Sermon. And, and he was bull rushed by Chris Jones. Yes. Okay. So he wasn't able to anchor, so therefore he just got pancaked. So. Okay. That was one thing. Um, I like what I've seen from Jalen Moore. I think uh, as of right now, he's an upgrade over Justin School. He's definitely better than Sean Coleman as of right now. Um, Tomlinson, I think Tomlinson, uh, he started off a little eh, but then he picked up his play accordingly as the game went on. Brendel was a guy who opted out last year of COVID. Mm -hmm. Um, He actually has a legit chance to win the backup center job. On this team, um, Brunskill started at right guard because the team doesn't feel Banks is where he should be. Uh, and McGlinchey started at right tackle. He's going to be the start right tackle going into the season and hopefully throughout the season. Uh, overall, I would give the grade of a C plus. And this is to the starting offensive line. C That's plus right. B minus to this unit because I really think that Jalen Moore played that. Well, at left tackle. In my opinion, Jalen Moore gave up one play, and it was the sack. I, I still to this day think it was mm-hmm. a miscommunication between the tight end. It didn't look like it, though, Tony. Huh? It didn't look mm-hmm. like it. 
It, you got to understand something. It could have been. <laughs> you got to understand something. When you, have two, when you have a quarterback in a shotgun with two backs next to it. Yes, sir. Their number one objective is pass protection, chip to route. Yes, sir. So what happened there was Jalen Moore set up on the inside, thinking in his head, I have help to the outside. But the tight end stood inside, released inside, and that's how that rusher came flying around the corner because he set up on the – he took an inside setup to, okay. to think that, you know, he would have the chip coming from the outside and then he could just rush, push him out, and just funnel him out of the play. Who, that didn't happen. Who was supposed to chip then, Tone? Because I didn't see the running back. If if it was it, – it's a tight end. Or if you go it. back, if you go back and watch the replay – so a tight end motion or was lined up on that no, side? No, they were, they were in shotgun. You had a tight end to the right and running back to the left. It wasn't or to the right, right though. The other way, right? Because he was on yeah, the left so side. so basically... No, I know what you mean, but I'm just saying it's the other side, right? Yeah. So this is, we're going to watch the play, Tony, because I want... Oh, and, you have it? Yeah, it's not in slow motion. Um, it's in live motion, but I we can watch as many times as we can to see this tight end because I didn't see. I'm not saying that tight end wasn't there, and I'm not saying that it's, it wasn't. It's kinda, you see this? Yes, I do. Uh, there's your quarterback. There's the split backs to your right and left. See how they come up to the line? They set. They pause for a minute to see if any protection, any help with the protection is needed. Then they release off to the route. Got you. What happened on this side is this guy took an inside release. With the tackle here. So is that miscommunication or is that a, somebody made a boo-boo? I think it was a miscommunication between the two of them. Between the tackle and the and the chipper? Yes. Okay. Okay. Well, pull up the play. I'll explain it to you. Could you pause? That was the one. That last one. No. The sack came from the opposite side. I'm talking about the one where Jalen Moore... Stepped inside and the rusher went free around the outside. Okay, so maybe I don't have that play. I, I know which play you're talking about. So maybe I don't have necessarily particularly that particular one in here. Yeah, because I thought that there was two that Jay Lamore was in on. So, so that was one, only that, that was, was only one. Two. one. That, that was one. That was Jalen Yeah, because he was right there. Yeah. Well, the last one you showed, Jalen Moore was manned up on a guy. He didn't get a sack. The sack came from the opposite. That's not That's the opposite side. Yeah. yeah, that that wasn't the play. Moore had his guy, but the play that I'm talking about, Moore got beat on that edge. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But that, but Tony's trying to say he was chipped. So I didn't. Okay. I don't have the right play in there, and I don't want to upload the one with the sound in there because we'll get flagged or whatever like that. So I'm gonna see if I can find it and I'll send it to you. And okay, you can just see it. I got to go back and scroll through the whole. I forgot what quarter it was, but. I think I, it was definitely it was, the second, it was second quarter. Yeah, it was the second quarter. It was the second quarter. But on that clip, the the one that we're talking about specifically, it looked like he just got beat. But that does not mean you're wrong about the miscommunication because the way it looked is oh, he definitely got beat. There's no doubt about it. And that's the the reason why I'm saying I'm 99 percent sure is a miscommunication was he didn't get beat the rest of the game. Got you. Just like on that play we just watched, the pressure came from the other side. He exactly. had. So I honestly really feel that there was a, that big of a miscommunication between that the chipping back or the tight end coming out of the backfield, releasing it into a route. Like, okay. do you remember when Justin School played left tackle for the when we I were do. there at, uh, for Pittsburgh? Yes. 
Remember that Yushek used to go out and chip yeah, the that, that and then I, know, I know exactly what you mean, but Yushek ain't in the game. You said it was a tight end there. Was that uh, Warner at the time? Or was, I think uh, it was Warner, yeah. Was probably, so now the miscommunication makes sense, in my opinion, in my eyes, because now we have Warner in there, whereas Dwelly might have been able to chip. Or if that was Jordan Matthews in there at the time, he probably would have miscommunicated as well just understanding the blocks that he's supposed to chip. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. And, and you got to keep in mind, this kid's a sixth-round pick or a fifth-round pick. Good point. You know what I'm saying? He's literally being thrown into the fire. And honestly, I think he's doing pretty damn good. Yeah. Okay. That, uh, uh, listen, I know he's doing pretty damn good for the simple fact that they're talking about him winning the swing tackle spot mm-hmm. over veteran Sean Coleman, who's going to be out day-to-day. All right? Mm-hmm. And, and so that's a good thing where a rookie can come in in the sixth round, at drafted in the sixth round, we got some late round draft picks because Colt McKivick didn't look good, right? And so, uh, Aaron, we actually believe it or not, Colt McKivick's rated pretty highly on PFF. Really, the amount of snaps to pressures. Ah, okay, okay. So, okay. So he hasn't been uh, looking have, good in practice. That's what it is. So, Tony, um, I have a question. Kyle was going on about. Um, uh, I'm going to say the name wrong. Gutierrez, I guess it was Alberto. Oh, the kid that's in the on the team for the program that they do. Right. Yeah. So what do you what do you think of him? To be honest with you, I really don't know much about him. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. I, I know he's a big physical dude, but I mean, as far as being able to do anything that we've seen yesterday or what Jalen Moore is doing, mm-hmm. he's so far behind the eight ball. It's I mean, he's massive. I will give him that. I mean, he looks like he has somewhat of good feet, but technique-wise, no. He he has, he's the size of Trent Brown, sort of. Yeah. Maybe even bigger. You, you um, got to understand something. He's playing football in Mexico. In Mexico, so. it's totally yeah. different. Yeah. Um, I'm not knocking the guy, but that's all they. That's what it's ba- like. Beyond basics, it's just like below basics. It's just you know. Do you think that we'll see more of Senio Clemente? This week, if he has a good practice, because Kyle Senio Clemente, the other offensive guard, we took, I think we got from the Texans. Oh, he finished the game. He played okay. He's oh. number fifty-eight. I just couldn't remember his name. He played okay. I got there was um, I, I want to see now with Banks being injured. Mm-hmm. I want to see Shipley get a shot at some right guard rep, right guard reps, the backup center. No, he's a backup, backup center. The yeah, third. the third string center. <laughs> uh, Peachy, who was the guy, if you could remember off the top of your head, um, there was an offensive lineman, I believe, in the game. I think I asked you about this offensive lineman. I didn't know who he was. Uh, let me see if I can go back. All right, so these, these are the offensive linemen that we have played. Ready? Aaron Banks, Jake Brindle, Daniel Brunskill, Sean Coleman, Tom Compton, bro. Oh, Kafusi is the guy. Yeah, yeah he's he's, yeah. he's gone. And he's to gone. be honest, I think Compton is the one that gave up those big pressures from the opposite side. You're, of- you're 100% correct. Yeah. I still don't understand why Tom Compton is on his team. Right. Tom Compton is a guard, right? Yeah. Go get me Mike Pearson back. You're going to give me I, some- I don't think you need Mike Pearson. Mike Pearson, the, the team has moved on from him. I, I understand, but he's better than Tom Compton. <laughs> That's my point. Like, I, I, I would, honestly, before I would put Compton at right guard, I would consider sliding more to right guard. Yeah. 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 
at, at the end of the day, Tony, Kyle Shanahan is going to put the best five offensive linemen out there. Correct. And then put the best, uh, you know, second pieces of the offensive line where he sees they fit, right? Where he sees fit. You know what I'm saying? So I agree with you. And and Moore can play guard. That's what he was drafted as, right? They originally planned on kicking him inside the guard. But, I mean, I, I think he's doing pretty damn good at left tackle. But if he has to play guard and he makes it better exactly. for, for somebody to come he's in. He's not starting over Trent Williams. Let's just put it like that. Oh, absolutely not. Right. So now what you do is, like you said, you put your best five on the field. An injury happens. You take him out. You slide him out. There you go. All right. So are you super concerned about the offensive line uh, going forward with some of the other additions to what we just we just talked about? Every offensive lineman. Are you somewhat concerned of this second string for the rest of the preseason? Or do you think they're going to supersede and, and at least get a little bit better? With reps, I do. I do think they're going to improve. They have to improve, but I do think they're going to improve with reps. Um, listen, if you're asking me who do I think is going to be around, I think Brendel has a chance. Good. Kibitz is going to be around. Banks is going to be obviously be around. Be around. Now, the tricky thing with Banks is you had a guy at Notre Dame that weighed 335, right? He comes to San Francisco. He played left guard. He comes to San Francisco. They kick him to the right side, and they ask him to lose 25 pounds, 20 pounds. So now he's around 310, 315. So in college, he was using his weight to dominate people, Mm -hmm. like push people around. He doesn't have those 10, 15 extra pounds now. So now he's got to become more technically sound. He has to improve on his hand placement, his, his his pad level, all that stuff he's got to like refresh and get up to speed on. And then on top of that, switching from the left to the right side. So his transition is going to be a little bit longer because the 49ers asked him to drop weight and switch sides. I'm not concerned about that. I still think he, he's a starter this year, not right out the gate, but eventually he will take over for Brunskill. Um, I, I, think, I think the twos will improve over time. I thought the twos played well, except for Coleman. I think Coleman had a very tough game. He had a couple nice pass sets. Okay. But there was times where he was like a a turnstile. Like people just running right around him and you see him turning and chasing them. You don't want to see that with a left tackle. Correct. So that's where I think an issue is. Um, I think Moore will win the swing tackle. Or Brunskill win the swing tackle, whatever. One of those two, I think they'll definitely be on the on the roster. And overall, I think the offensive line, when they return to full strength, will play ten times better than what we saw versus the Chiefs in Week One. Now, correct me if I'm wrong before you answer Jerry uh, Cena's question, Cerna's question. Um, we have to keep Gutierrez not on the 53, but doesn't he have to make the team because of the program? The international. I think it's only for camp. Oh, it's only for camp. Okay. Yeah, I think it's an experience for camp. If it does require him making a team, he doesn't count towards the fifty-three. That's what I was getting ready to say. That, like, I was going to suggest that. Um, All right. Should we be concerned though? And why don't we draft higher for a better O line? Well, I mean, Banks was taken pretty high up in the second round. Uh, they traded back, I think, five slots, picked up a couple extra picks to move up and get Sermon. Um, but. 
I unless you're like a Quentin Nelson, I can't see the team taking a guard in the first round. That's just my opinion. Um, they took McGlinchey ninth overall three, four years ago out of Notre Dame. So they are addressing it, but this team, the way they build a roster, they put values on positions. Uh, cornerbacks, they never take higher than round three for some strange reason. Um, offensive guards, other than this year, they've been round four, five, three, like, they, they they put position value in a rank them and and they feel like the 49ers on their defense they invested heavily in their front and they didn't do invest in the back so New England does it the opposite way they invest heavily in the back and they just play with the front so I like their theory because the pass rush will help a corner necessarily some people might say well if you have better corners it'll help your pass rush I think it's more pass rush will help an average corner, in my opinion. But as far as the offensive line, Kyle values a left tackle and he, he values a center. Those are the two most important positions, obviously. Everybody them, But also, majority of other systems. Your left tackle is your premier player. Highest mm-hmm. play player on the roster. One of them. Um, they went out and got Alex Mack. He's already paying dividends to this team. So when they get on the field, they start gelling and they start coming together as a unit. You're going to see a, a, a better line play overall than you saw in 19 and uh, in 20 and even 19, in my opinion. All right. And there you have it, guys. The uh-oh line is going to be the O-line very soon, guys. Real regular season is going to be starting soon. We'd like to thank our special guest, Tony, for being on. I know he has to go run out. Uh, nothing but Niners is, a, is probably on right now. Uh, we're going to go ahead and finish up our show. But, Tony, I know you got to jump off, jump on there. And hopefully I'll be on there as well as soon as we get done. But, Tony, we truly appreciate you, man. Thanks, man. Thank you so much for being Thanks here. Thanks for having Thank me you, on. Thank you, Tony. Appreciate it. Happy birthday again. Thank you. All right. Have a good night, guys. All right, guys, there's Tony. Tony is about to jump on Nothing But Niners, so so many of you are probably going to jump on there. We got a couple of things we want to get through real quick, and then we'll go ahead and finish up. Uh, Peachy, there were a couple of pressers uh, that happened. Kyle Shanahan spoke. You talked a lot about Kyle Shanahan, uh, but there were two players that spoke, uh, and they talked to Hufanga, and they talked to Jordan Matthews, and boy, Jordan Matthews can talk, man. I they asked <laughs> He had like 12-minute responses, Peachy. Yes. <laughs> I was like, man, this dude can talk. This fella is a talker. Let's go ahead and watch these pressers. They asked these guys some specific questions. Obviously, Matt Miyoko, I think, asked about him making the Pro Bowl um, as a special teams player. But listen to what his response was. I mean, honestly, I'm I'm still trying to just get on the 53-man roster. And for me, I just want to help the team. So any way possible, we're special teams, uh, helping the guys out, just giving them looks. Uh, just want to do my job and do my role you know I think that was a a big big part of my 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 mindset coming in was just help the team out and if it was on special teams I you know I want to make that work as as much as possible for sure now I think we expect these players to say these things right I want to make the team especially the rookies right Mm -hmm. I just want to get on the team all free agents that have came in and and the 49ers I just want to make the team but Peachy he's actually out there showing the work does Hufanga make the 53-man roster? Yes. All right. No questions asked. He makes the roster. No questions. Even right. if he gives up big plays and the next three <laughs> preseason games, he's making this roster? 
I don't like you right now, <laughs> but I would say yes, because there's so much potential with this kid. He's, I think Mufanga has a chance to be very, very special in this league. So yes, I do believe that he does. Got a better question stuff. for you then. Bump that question since you okay. don't Better question. <laughs> Is Hufanga going to be the starting safety, strong safety for the 49ers week one? How about we ask that? Bing. Let's see what they say out there, too. This is going to be cool. Yeah, because I'm trying to see. uh... No, I'm going to say no. So you don't think it'll be? Okay. All right. Uh, Mariah's saying yes. Johnny James is saying yes. I, I agree. Uh, so some people are saying yes, and I get it. I get it. So uh, I like this. I, it's hard to tell. Ball hawk. Yeah. I want him. Uh, you know what? Let's go ahead and add the chat overlay for the, uh, the, mm-hmm. of the show so their chats can be seen on the air. Uh, and so we're getting yes. Mulberry Group says no. Would like to know why. Guys, if you're saying I, if you're saying yes, I get why you're saying yes. But if you're saying no, please state why you're saying no. Callie Bill, my son is back at, at football practice today. I'm so excited. We're excited for your son. We wish him a, mm-hmm. a happy and safe season. Yes. All right. Um, and so much because what position does your son play, Callie Bill? Let us know. If I had to pick, um, did you say no, PG? I said no. Okay. I'm going to say new too. But I will say this. If he has... Because he started this game. If he starts that third game, he's going to be the starter starting strong safety. If he starts the preseason three game, he's going to be the strong safety of the team. He'll be out there with the ones. Then you'll really get a good assessment of him. He has issues with the processing of the game and, and taking angles because he doesn't, like you heard Tony say, he doesn't have that speed. So there's a possibility. But he does have a shot. And that's what's most important. So when you listen to the presser, the full presser, they're asking him questions like that um, about making becoming actually the starter. Because remember, his goal was to be a special team pro bowler. And now he might actually make the starting roster of an NFL team. I think that is huge accomplishment. That would be a huge accomplishment to this young kid. Mm-hmm. And the 49ers might have their safety of the future and the now. And shout out to Ronnie Lott for giving him an endorsement. He tweeted out another USC Trojan as a 49er. When you get endorsed by Ronnie Lott, that's right. <laughs> yep. All right. So if you guys have a if you guys have about five more minutes to rock with us before y'all jump on another but Niners, that would be cool. If not, we totally understand. Mm-hmm. But we got like a five minute presser from Jordan Matthews. I'm sorry. I, I, <laughs> he, he just speaks. He just speaks. Listen, I think this clip is about them asking him um something about the team no about the tight ends he's talking about the tight end room that's the clip that i have for you he's talking about the tight end room and i think it's very interesting on how he breaks down the tight end room so let's go ahead and take a look at that clip i mean it's what better tight end room to come into um like i said you have the best um you know two i guess we say dual threat tight end in the league i guess um you know, so you can just watch George in the run game and the pass game. You're going to get an A-plus example of how to do everything that the tight end position is going to be asked to do. Then you've got a guy like Ross who, if what I what I see, I see a, a number one talent, uh, caliber tight end in Ross Dwelly. Um, just the way he handles his business, whenever a play goes is to, needs to be made, he makes it. Um, so watching both of those guys and, and also Ross, 
some people may consider him a little bit, you know, smaller. He's about 240-something. But, man, he plays so big. And so to be able to watch a guy like him, learn from him has been great. Charlie Warner, um, just a great young talent. Um, I love playing with him. He's just a great guy, too, to be around. And then a couple guys, too. I've, I've played with uh, Perkins uh, back in um, in Philly. And then I've gotten to, gotten to learn my Cole uh, pretty well, too. And plus, obviously, uh, Coach Embo's one of the best tight end coaches, I think probably the best tight end coach in the league. And so to be able to come into a room like this, um, I know I made the right decision because I just believe things are working out the way they're supposed to. And uh, I, I'm really excited about where this is going to go. So Jordan Matthews may be a tight end for the 49ers. Uh, does he make the roster, in your opinion, as a tight end? The room is thick. I'll go through the room real quick. You got George Kittle. Mm-hmm. You got uh, Ross Dwelly, Charlie Warner, and now Jordan Matthews. Right. And wait, I ain't finished. My Cole, my Cole Pruitt will be back. And this young, this gentleman right here, give me a second because I, I got to always look up his name. Um, Joshua Perkins, the guy that Kyle brought in who he's familiar with. Uh, that's the tight end room. That's six tight ends. How many tight ends are going to make this roster, Peachy? And does Jordan Matthews make make the roster? I love Jordan Matthews. I don't think that he makes this 53. Why not? I do not because I think that we're going to to keep uh, three tight ends. I just don't think that he's going to be one of the three that we keep. But why not? That's the question. <laughs> I don't know because you have Kittle and... And Dwelly, and I actually think that um, Michael Pruitt, when, when is he coming back? He's supposed to be back at practice this week. Right. So I think that, that they're kind of high on him. So I think that it's going to be the too much of him. He's been hurt. I know. But I, I just don't see him beating out. I'm not sure if he's going to be able to beat out Pruitt or not. I get it. But that's it's not just, just Pruitt that he has to beat out, guys. It's not just Pruitt. He has to beat out like Charlie Warner is making plays in preseason. Like these are these are a bunch. There are a bunch of players, not just Pruitt. And the 49ers typically go with three to four tight ends if if, the, if under the Kyle Shanahan regime. If I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken, that's kind of like how they like to roll. So if you had to pick four tight ends, like that's what it's going to come down to. So. It's weird because he's a tight end, but I like what uh, what John V says. He says, hey, man, he's a hybrid, though. He can line up in the slot and see uh, Charlie Warner can't line up in the slot. Right. Charlie Warner is also young enough to where they can cut him and put him on the what? Practice squad. Yeah. Right? Now, I do know people like to covet 49er tight ends. Mm-hmm. Because the last tight end we put on the practice squad is now <laughs> a New York football giant, right? Mm-hmm. So, and it, but I don't think Charlie Warner is showing that same, you know, skill set. He's more of an inline blocking tight end, and typically they don't get picked up. You know, they look for pass catching tight ends. But he did have a thirty-four yard catch, one catch, um, in in this preseason game. So if he continues to raise his stock. Jordan Jordan Matthews has had a, had a catch in this game too, if I'm not mistaken. Hold on, let me just double check. Uh, Jordan Matthews did not. Yes, he did. He had one catch for 16 yards. Yes, yeah. he did. I. The only thing is, is so you think that the 49ers could possibly keep four because I'm looking at other positions 
some depth that we have to also think about. We have to remember that what like what what position is is going to be more of a neat, you know, more of a priority. So we have to prioritize those. That's why I'm not sure it's going to be four. And you have to remember that our tight end position is never healthy. So that's true. George Kittle has never played a full season of football and he's getting paid an astronomical amounts of money. Right. And so we have to remember that that's going to, you know, cause. And, and then you got to remember the different skill sets he's asking his players to play. And so if you want to covet George Kittle a little bit, then you bring in another guy that can kind of be like a tweener. And so we haven't seen much of Michael Pruitt. So I can't just say he's a, a, an official lock. Right. Because I don't know what he can do. I know what he did in Tennessee, sort of, kind of. Actually, I don't. I'm lying. So I don't know what he can even do here. But, you know, we do know what Jordan Matthews, you know what Jordan Matthews has over all of these tight ends? He knows the system. That's right. He knows the system. And so that's all I'm saying. Now, the question is, he has to do a lot of stuff to make sure that his weight maintains at that 235. And if you listen to the presser, he talks about that. And so that's my my only thing. So I'm hoping I'm, I'm rooting for the kid. Jordan Matthews might be the Dante Johnson of the team on on offense, right? He might be the guy they cut and they bring back yeah. and bring back and bring back and things like that. But shout out to the 49ers for giving him a shot. All right. So I'm, I'm, I'm actually happy that he's back here again. Like I said, he knows the system. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you all so much for tuning in to this episode. We had a special guest on uh, Tony NJ Niner fan nine nine. My guy, the GM of the whole 49er fan base. He, he, he covers the fan base, in my opinion. He's the guy that we go to. Peachy, uh, final thoughts for you. We'll get up out of here. Just want to thank everyone for tuning in. Yes, thank you, GM Tony, for for being a special guest on our show. We really appreciate it. And we always become smarter after you have been on here. So thank you very, very much for that. Everyone in the chat that rocked with us, we really appreciate it. You guys had some great questions, uh, great comments and everything. And we appreciate you guys as well. This week we got um, the Chargers coming up, and we got some some joint practices. So that's going to be interesting because we know what happened when we had that one um, Arizona practice. <laughs> got a little bit chippy, so we'll see what happens. So it should definitely bring some excitement um, as we whittle it down to the starting fifty three. It's going to get interesting. It's really going to start getting interesting. We're on our way there now. Right now, we're we're going to be down to like eighty five tomorrow, and then it just goes down from there. So, yeah, long way to the fifty three guys. Long way to fifty three. <laughs> but um, the games are coming again. We're playing this Sunday, Sunday night, I believe seven thirty p.m. Yeah. Eastern Standard Time in Los Angeles. So they'll be out there uh, on the road. So if you guys are traveling to the game, be safe. We are more than likely going to be bringing you a Thursday episode if mm-hmm. we can get the guest from it, from the Chargers to be on the show. We kind of want to get their insight on what their team is looking like. We don't start practicing with the Chargers till Thursday and Friday of this week. So be prepared for those highlights. John V, this brother, man. Oh, he is 
always on time. I tell mm-hmm. you, man, thank you so much for the contribution. We love you as well. Yeah, I'm going too. to go get me a donut. I'm going to tell MBN <laughs> if they could wait. I'm going to give me a donut. Uh, <laughs> we appreciate it. We appreciate the contribution. And to everybody out there that stayed and rocked with us for almost another two-hour episode. Yes. Oh my gosh, we're doing two-hour episodes. That's yeah. crazy. But for those that stayed and rocked with us, my man Cy, thank you so much, man. Holding Twitch down, man. He is a, a, a Twitcher and he watches every show. Shout out to him. He's a New England Patriot fan, but I think he'd be running the Spygate stuff over here because he wants to know what Kyle Shanahan is doing so he can take it back to Bill Belichick. Mm-hmm. So be careful <laughs> what you say to my man Cy because he's got the inside scoop like that. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, but again, thank you all so much for watching. All the people that were doing the chats, all the contributions that we made tonight. Thank mm-hmm. you for keeping it nitty. But most important, Peachy, we got to keep it what? Gritty. Keep it gritty, y'all. We out this joint. Peace. Thank you so much for tuning in to the podcast. Please follow and subscribe on twitch.tv backslash Wayne Breezy. Also on YouTube, YouTube backslash Wayne Breezy.